This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Today's guest is the lovely Danielle McKinnon. An animal communicator and intuitive for more than 20 years, Danielle is the Amazon number one best-selling author of Soul Contracts, Find Harmony and Unlock Your Brilliance, and Animal Lessons, Discovering Your Spiritual Connection with Animals. Through her Danielle McKinnon School, Danielle has taught her soul-level method of animal communication and intuition to students from more than 60 countries. Her newest book, The Incredible Animal Afterlife, What Your Pet Wants You to Know, is available now. I can't wait to dive in with Danielle as we explore animal communication, intuition, and her journey. Oh my goodness, you guys have just learned about our guest today. Hi, Danielle. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I love that you sang that because I love to make (laughs) words into songs all the time. Why you did that? I never do that. I don't I have no idea. I must be rubbing off on you naturally. <laughs> <laughs> I am psychic. So there you go. We're telepathically connected now. So speaking of <laughs> speaking of all that wonderful stuff, you know, not everyone might be as telepathic as we are. So for our audience to learn about you, I want them to connect with you and learn about your story and how you got here. Uh, So would you start us off? Would you warm us up with a little bit of backstory? Yeah, so I am an animal communicator, but I never intended to be an animal communicator, which I'm sure is something that you hear a lot. I never thought I would be doing this. Um, So I got my start really, really early on with all the animals and all the pets in my life. I was very intuitive, very connected. And I really thought I knew what they were saying. I thought I knew what they were feeling. But of course, my family was like, you're kind of crazy. (laughs) And you need to tone it down, be more normal, be more, you know, be less sensitive. Right. Oh, That's what they yeah. Oh, yeah. Our listeners have heard those before, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer to hear that. So I really grew up thinking that I was just a, a little too sensitive and a little too much. Mm. And still, every once in a while, it comes up, oh, I must be too much. Right. That that negative belief shows up. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time trying to tell myself that I didn't know what the animals were thinking and feeling that I, that I wasn't walking in a room and automatically knowing what was happening in the room without anybody telling me, I was like, Oh, I'm just, just really good. I'm just really observant. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I went to, in college, I started dabbling because I'm away from my family. So I started like investigating mind body awareness and meditation and stuff like that. But still it was kind of like on the side of the, college partying and I was doing modeling, like all those things don't really go together exactly. (laughs) And then once I got together with my husband, we had a dog and the dog got really, really sick and the vet couldn't figure out what was going on. She was at the vet for four nights or no, four days. And they did all the tests and, and nobody could figure it out. And so I was like, Oh, what do I do? I'm so nervous. I'm so upset. So I went to the gym 
And at the gym, I met a friend there and she said, well, why don't you take your dog to the pet psychic? And there was a pet psychic that was in my town and I had no idea. And I'd lived there for like three years already. And this was my like first introduction into something psychic. Oh my gosh. I just, I want to, I want to explore it. So I grabbed my dog from the vet. I grabbed my husband who is a hydrogeologist and he's still working on his PhD in civil engineering. So we're, we're, we are opposites. And the next day we were at the event where this pet psychic was doing readings. Wow. Grabbed the guy. Now I would not be psyched if anybody ever did this to me, but I didn't know anything about this stuff at the time. I'm like, you got to come out to the parking lot with me where my dog is. (laughs) Yeah, not appropriate at all. I know now I didn't know, but he was very kind. He came out, he started connecting with my dog. He's looking at me, he's looking at my husband, he's looking at my dog, you know, it's very silent. Mm. And my dog is not jumping or reacting. She's just sitting there in in the back of the car quietly not her normal personality even when she's sick and finally he says okay she's sick because she ate corn cobs she ate the corn cobs because she's been so nervous since you and your husband have been fighting about your mother and we hadn't been fighting about my mom we'd been fighting about my mother-in-law but it didn't matter I was like mother mother doesn't even matter Oh my gosh, this is real. This is what I want to do with my life. What is happening here? Yes, my dog got better. She passed the corn cobs and all was fine. I always forget to say that. Oh my God, I know. I was just going to say the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Is the dog okay? (laughs) But it was like that life-changing light bulb moment for me that really made me go, what am I doing? I was in like marketing. I was in the corporate world. I was really good at it. But just because you're good at something... It doesn't mean that that's what you're supposed to be doing with your life. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, um, I pretty much immediately, I took his class the next weekend. It went very well. I can tell you about that if you want, I can leave it, but it was awesome. And then I was like, I'm starting a business. And then pretty much, you know, I don't know, within a week I had started a business, but this was really long ago. This was in 2000. So the internet wasn't the same. You didn't have podcasts. Didn't even, that wasn't even a thing. You didn't even see video on the internet at that time. So I didn't have anybody to look at and say, Hey, I'm going to have a business like that. So I was just like, I'm starting a business. And I started my business. (laughs) Oh, I love this. I love how beautiful it was that your dog gave you this gift. Thank goodness your dog ate those corn cobs. Yeah. Yeah. She was supposed to. And this is actually what I teach is that our animal's behavior is meant to help us learn and grow. And so she did that knowing at the soul level that she had to help me get to where I needed to go. Oh my gosh. I got goosebumps with you saying that. <laughs> I just love that. I love that so much. Okay. So you said so many beautiful things in there and I thank you so much for sharing your story because I think there's so many of us that are not being seen and heard uh, from a young age, right? It's like, again, you're too sensitive. You're being weird. You know, you can't read animals' minds. No, you can't, right? We're being told, no, we can't, we can't, we can't. And this is a condition that many of us have had to, you know, go through. And so I think it speaks to those people that, might still be kind of stuck in that conditioning that like, no, it's not possible. I can't really do that, you know, because those doubts come in. 
And I was the same when I took the Akashic Records class, I was taking it as a skeptic because I didn't believe it. <laughs> and now I'm such an Akashic Records junkie, I can't even get enough of it, right? So I never had the intention either. So it's so beautiful to me when spirit does work its magic for us and we just start to lean in and voila, something really exceptional happens out of it. You said something really important. You said just because you're good at something doesn't mean that that's the something you should be doing or something to that effect, you said. And I love that because I think that, you know, many of us are good at a lot of things. And so we stay in the job that we're good at because it's what we're good at. But yet our soul starts to say, but what about me? I'm struggling. And so were you um, feeling a bit of like that lost feeling at that time? Or like, were you feeling like your soul was kind of empty, but you're just going through the motions? Like, what was it that really made you say, oh my God, I'm taking the leap and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, leave my job or I'm going to start this business. Cause that seems like a very courageous step. And I think that's where people get stuck. So, so what happened there? Yeah. In the moment when in that reading, he said the thing about my mother slash mother-in-law yeah. for me, that was the moment where I went, I know what I'm supposed to do with my life, mm. but there's more to that story because I started my business and that's all great. And it was going fine. And I was getting readings because I was really focused on readings in the beginning. Yeah. But I continued doing the corporate work. Ah. I, I did not immediately leave my corporate. But this is a, a like a high level corporate, real huge salary type job that I had where I was really successful. Yeah. And so here I am starting my business and I'm looking at animal communication readings, $50 an hour versus salary and 401k and all of this. Mm -hmm. So I started my business. My business was growing. I started getting intuitive messages from animals during readings, from my guides at other times during my meditation. Danielle, time to leave, time to leave, go to your real business. And I ignored it all. I was like, how could I possibly have this type of money coming in. I have money stuff, right? I can, I need money in my life. I, I can't leave that to go to this because this is so small and I could never be, be big there. And so this is what the universe does. I love it. Let's go on for a few years of Danielle ignoring the guidance. <laughs> we buy a new house. It is the day we are signing the papers. The moving company is coming to deliver the stuff to the new house in a few hours. I get laid off from that corporate job that day. The bank had called an hour before I got laid off to make sure I still had the job. <laughs> I know. And then I get laid off and then we show up and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll still sign all this and move into the new house. The new house was twice as big as the old. I mean, the old house was really, really teeny. So that's not saying a lot, but still twice as big money, like the whole thing. So we, we sign the documents and I say to my husband, I think this is a sign and I, I need to not find another corporate job. I just need to do this work. And he was like, yeah, I think you just need to do this work. So he, he agreed with me, which was terrific. Um, and then there were a few challenging years there. The house was twice as big, the mortgage, and I'm bringing my business up into a full-time level, but I stuck with it and 
but it is very challenging. And I was unfortunately one of the people where the universe had to like whack me over the head to make me right. do the thing that I was supposed to do fully. Oh, I love that this happened to you. This is the perfect <laughs> now. Now you love right? it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. In the moment, it's not so great. It's like, why is this happening to me? Right. After the fact, it's like, thank God that happened to me. Right. Yeah. I'm that for you. And, you know, you mentioned your husband too, in terms of like, yeah, I think you're right. So I'm curious to know, because there are a lot of people that, you know, they want to follow their heart's dream. They lean into it. They start these businesses and then it's not making the money they thought it would. And so then they have troubles with their partners or if they don't have partners, there's other people that are like, get a job, get a job. And I, I was one of those people where, you know, my ex-partner was really hounding on me. Well, you need to get a job. You need to get a job. And, and I knew in my heart that that wasn't the path for me. But when people are kind of coming at you from all angles, it can be a bit overwhelming and we start to really question our own intuition and our own knowing. Did you have that happen to, was your husband supported the whole way through or were there moments where he was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm just curious to know. He was supportive all the way through. Awesome. But let's talk what support looks like. <laughs> okay. So support was totally understanding, being okay with things being so tight. We didn't have $5, you know, in the beginning, we couldn't send our kid to the state skate park because mm -hmm. it was $5. And we're like, what? We don't have that. Yeah. So he understood that piece okay. where he wasn't supportive. And it took him until 2011 to become supportive was in really believing that what I was doing was real. He grew up in a very religious household and he was like, I'm atheist. This is kind of crazy out there. You do what you're going to do, but I don't really believe in any of it. But he was supportive of me doing it because it made me happy, but he wasn't in alignment with it. Mm -hmm. And then in 2011, the we live in Boston. We live near Boston and he was a Boston Bruins fan, which is hockey. You yeah. must know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're watching that is the year that the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup finals. I learned all about it. Yeah. And, um, I would know who was going to win on every game. And this made him so mad when he figured out this is what's happening. And that if the Bruins were losing or go, sorry, if the Bruins were going to lose, I wouldn't watch the game. He, he forbid me. He's like, either you need to sit here through the whole game and you cannot say anything or make any faces or you. <laughs> you need to leave and do not look at me while I watch this game. <laughs> so that was the moment for him because he was supportive of what I was doing, just not the content of what I was doing because he didn't understand it. And because he grew up in this very extra religious household, he thought I was bringing religion back the way he grew up with it. Uh, and that's not what I'm doing. Uh, intuition and guides and the universe and all this yeah. stuff is is very different from this organized religion piece that he didn't want to be part of anymore so it took him a while to learn there's so many different ways to be with god or spirit or to have connection now he's cool with it now now he's like well what is she saying what is tuka saying or or he's even done it himself so Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like that was really important for some people to hear. And for those that aren't feeling supported when they want to really follow their dream, know that there's people like Danielle and I that will cheerlead you on all the way. 
Because there's always going to be the naysayers. There's always going to be the people that come in with the, as a devil's advocate for us. And those perspectives are healthy for us to receive. But what happens there is we get an opportunity to understand more deeply or for our partners to understand or the people around us. And what you just share with me is that he started to understand exact, like what was, what was it that you were really doing? And in that way, we enable that person to give us more support, right? Because now he's got it. So I love that you guys found your way there. Uh, It's not that way for everybody, of course, but just know that, you know, everything that you need to fulfill your divine purpose here will be supplied for you, just like it was for Danielle, right? So Danielle, um, I loved hearing all those stories. What are some of the things that you want people to know out there? What do they, you know, can you give us a little bit more context to animal communication, what that means? Okay. Um, What's that look like? What's that process? Because I bet you there's some animal communicators listening that don't know their animal communicator. (laughs) Here with us, animal communication, and then we'll get into maybe some tips and tools that you have for us. Okay. So animal communication is intuitively connecting with an animal. Animals have within them this ability that they use it all the time. They use it with one another. This is how they survive in the world. They don't just use sight, sound, smell touch. They use knowing, they use really, um, they have all of the stuff when you're working on opening your psychic senses, they have all of that open all the time. It is part of their every day. So when I'm doing animal communication, what I'm doing is I am doing the same thing that they are experts at is I'm, I'm basically connecting into what they're putting out there and I'm receiving the intuitive data from them. It. It is not though. And this is the the kind of funny thing. When I first started doing it, I thought, wow, this is amazing. I am going to go and I'm going to fix all the animals I connect with. I am going to use animal communication to tell them all how to behave better. And then all their humans, they'll be happy. And I'm going to fix all the animals in the world. <laughs> it's so not that. <laughs> what it is, and this is what took me a long time to learn. It took me six months in the beginning of doing animal communication to understand this because I resisted it because that's what I do. I resist my intuitive messages first. You know, It is animals have mastered unconditional love. And this is one of the things that I want for people to know most. Animals have mastered unconditional love and they are incarnating here to help us grow and evolve. Mm. So animal communication is not us connecting with them to fix them or to help them. It is connecting with them to receive the messages they want us to have so that we can live better lives, which in turn helps them live better lives. So animal communication is not this, why are you doing this? Stop doing that. Does your foot hurt? Although you can ask all those questions and receive answers back. But when you open up to what really animal communication offers, it's actually offering us a pathway through ourselves. Oh, I love that. That was so beautifully explained. And I think that's going to be a big help because I do know some people are like, oh, I'll scan it. I'll find out what the problem is. We'll get into that fixing. It's the same thing with people. We just help them to tune into their own wisdom and knowledge, right? So it's so beautiful. Now, I can also sense in you, you've got strong fairy energy. I know. So I'm sure someone at some point said, uh, you've been a fairy a few times over, which yeah. makes sense. 
most fairy I hear about that. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, for those people that are drawn to animals and drawn to nature, oftentimes that is a, a good indicator that there's a connection with that fairy energy. So I just want to share that with everybody. So, you know, for the people that are out there that might be animal communicators and for the beautiful pet owners out there, for those people that have pets in their home, what are some of the things that you want people to know, whether it's a tip to help them or whether it's about animal communication? What are some things that would really help people in their day to day around all of this? I think that the first thing would be that, yeah, I teach animal communication. Like, the, yes, that's what I do, but we already have that within us. So it's very easy for me to teach animal communication because everybody can already do it. I'm just pointing out what's already in there and helping them find what they were kind of hiding from themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Those skills are already there. Yeah. And I, so I love that. I, I was just going to add, because I often talk about the gifts being already given. Yeah. And that's basically what you're saying. It's that reminder, you have the knowledge. So for all of you listening, you've got it. You already have the abilities. So Danielle, carry on. Just yeah. So then you just said a word that kind of a little bit triggers me, oh. which is the word gifts. Oh, because the, I, and here's why. If we all have this within us, it's not a gift. It just exists. It's part, like, I don't think of my, my eyesight as a gift or touch as a gift. So when people are like, they're thinking about connecting with their pet or learning animal communication or doing whatever. And they're like, I don't know if I have the gift. Uh, it's a really big worry that some people have. Well, only Danielle has the gift or only, right. only Dan has the yes. gift. And yeah. it's, I've honed this and I play with it all the time, but everybody has it there within them. Yes. And they do. I just believe that my perspective is that even if we all have it, it was still given to us. It was bestowed mm. on us. We mm. not necessarily see it as that. In fact, most people see it as curses when they're right. like, no, it's a gift. No, it's not a gift. It's just a yeah. thing that's already innately given. It's like, <laughs> well, at the end of the day, it comes back to just recognizing and remembering that you've got it. That's yeah. the fundamental message there. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, though, because if it's a trigger for you, it might be a trigger for the listeners, too. And it's always so interesting to me, the words that kind of bring us into this, well, wait a second, is that, is that right? Is that resonant for right, me? Right, right. So I get a lot of emails that say, I really want to take your class, but I don't think I have the gift, like literally using that phrasing. So for me, it's become a, yeah, a thing like, oh no, it's not, but, but it's literally just trying to de make gift, not special, make it accessible. That's, that's it. Because I, to me, a gift is not uh, anything um, extraordinary. Right. Right. To me, it's all the gift. It's all a gift, right? Right. So but then they think it's extraordinary. They think right. only special people. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think you and I are saying the same, basically thing. saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's an important conversation, right? So I love that you brought that up because I think it's all about our perspective at the end of the day. Yeah. The other thing that I would suggest I want people to take away is that they're like, you've already said, they're already doing it. Mm. Like so many people think that they just know their dog or their cat, their horse so well, 
that they it's just coming from their experience. But what happens is when we know our animals really well, we let our guard down. So we're we're receiving information that's intuitive, but we don't realize it. And we give credit to our experience or we think we're just really, really smart (laughs) about our animals. And we're really not because our animals are scanning us. They know exactly what we need to do, what we need to say, what, what they need, what we need to do for us. So they're always sending us that information. Yeah. Some of it comes from our experience, but so much of it is coming from the animal guiding that relationship intuitively. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) We're already using it. So not only do we already have it, we'll call it it. We're already using it. We just don't know it. I love it. Oh, so good. Anything else that you want to add for all of those out there listening in today? Yeah, I would say, so we're we're talking about, we already have it, we're already using it, but then the next step is using it intentionally. And that's where people get a little hung up. Oh, okay. Maybe I know this much because we're intuitively connected, but now what happens if I try? Yeah. And so most people don't try. Yeah. They'll try with me in a class and that, that's, that's fine, but they won't try in a unprofessional form. Like they're not going to be like, Oh, this morning I'm going to try and just ask a question about their food or whatever. And so I would always encourage people to just try and see what happens and to give space to see what happens. So like, if I didn't know what I was doing and I was connecting with my dog who's laying right there and I was asking her, how do you feel about your food? I got to give it a moment. I got to hang for a little bit. I can't be like, Mm, nothing. Okay. It didn't work. Like she may answer me in that moment. She may answer me several hours from now. And so I have to be open to however it's going to go. Oh, this is such (laughs) a good one. I love this one so much. So (laughs) it's, you know, we, we try and lean in. Okay. So we attempt it, but this second point of yours about creating the space to receive the information is so important because you're exactly right. I have people that are like, okay, give me a sign. And then they're looking for the sign for the first hour. They don't see the sign. And so the the eagle that swoops down 10 hours later is not seen as the sign because right. it happened at the time. We have to remember there's not really, there's no space and time in this dimensional frequency that we're working in. And so we might ask a question here. We might get the download while we're driving our car later on in the day. We might get it the next morning when we're brushing our teeth. And so I love that you brought this up because it's a great reminder for us that the answers aren't always a direct, (laughs) you know, clear response right then and there, that sometimes it trickles in over time. The answers are very often not on the timeline that we want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if we can trust, like you're saying, if we can trust that the answer will come yes, and it will come at a time that that animal knows is actually better for yes. us to receive the answer, yes. um, then we actually get answers. Oh, so, and it works the same, whether it's animals, whether it's spirit guides, whether it's creator communicating with us, they know, and they will give us in divine time always. So thank you for that one. That was a, that was a big one. That was a big, but let me say that I can say all this, but when I'm in the thick of it, sometimes (laughs) (laughs) there are definitely times where I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. No divine timing. No, I want it now. Here, we need the answers now. Yeah. <laughs> I can get that. Us impatient humans, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think I might be particularly impatient. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Well, I think you have to have some level of patience if you're working with animals all day, right? And their human counterparts. So, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, Danielle, I feel like we're just getting started, but <laughs> I know that I've got to wrap things up. So is there anything else that you feel really compelled to add to this whole discussion of animal communication? You did mention that you teach some classes because I know that's going to be the number one question is like, oh my God, if I'm a, I might be an animal communicator, I want to learn how to do this. So can you share a little bit about how you teach and how people can access you? Like, do we have yeah. to come in person? Is it done online? Maybe just a little bit for that. I do teach. It is my, it is my heart and soul. Because I found that when people learn to do it, it empowers them so, so much more than just getting a reading. Readings are amazing. And especially if you're missing your pet that has crossed over, there's nothing better than a reading, right. you know, to reconnect in that way. But my heart personally is in the teaching. So I teach classes. They are either online instant access classes, or I teach classes where they're live webinar type classes. And we've got lessons and then Q&A and practices. My whole thing about teaching this, whether someone takes an instant access course or they take one that's a little bit more live online with me, is hands-on. Yeah. You cannot just learn the steps. You have to actually try it because yes. you have to learn how your intuition works. That's right. People will get pictures first. And then they'll be like, but I didn't get any words. And this person's like, but I didn't get any pictures. Like everybody does it differently. And so if you don't practice which is what I'm all about, then it then it doesn't matter. So I do offer both types of courses throughout the year. And uh, there's all the way through from beginner, no experience, all the way up to I certify people to become professional soul-level animal. So like if, if someone was a pet mom and they just want to take it just for their own work with their own pets, they can do that. But if yeah. they feel really compelled and they're like, no, I have to do this for my life now, <laughs> they can take those steps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they can go all the way through. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> you do have a little something for our audience today. So we I do the audience about that. So if you go to daniellemckinnoncom slash when spirit calls, which I thought was a very, you know, unique name there. Love <laughs> yeah. it. Love it. I, I put together a little page that has three things on it for your people. One is um, tips for how to start communicating with your pet. Okay. One is my book, the newest book called The Incredible Animal Afterlife. And it really talks about how what animals have told me about the afterlife. I find that people are often grieving. Yeah, Actually, I find that people who are grieving losing their pet, they often their pet drives them into exploring this. And then their pet will be like, hey, learn animal communication. This book is not that. This book is just, hey, you're grieving. I want you to know what the animals have shared with me. That's so beautiful. Love that. And then I have also, uh, you can explore my Be Open community, which is where all the animal lovers get together and play and practice animal communication and share with one another. And that's a live, live webinars and readings and stuff in there. And, oh, yeah. Fun. Oh my gosh, you're filling us up with gifts. So thank you for filling <laughs> us 
Uh, folks, that's going to be that link will be in the show notes as well for you. So you can just click on that uh, below the interview. Danielle, final words, any final words of wisdom, anything that last minute you want to share with everybody here? I would share that our animals are here to teach us unconditional love. We talked about this before that they've mastered it, but I always ask the people that I work with to start thinking about everything the animal in their life does is geared toward helping you in some way learn and master unconditional love yourself. Oh, I love that as a final message to remind us to keep leaning into unconditional love. I think that's going to save the world at the end of the day, whether it's with our animals or other people, that is, that's the energy that we need to keep fighting for. So I feel like I need to go cuddle my cat now. Yeah. And so I'm going to go check on my cat. Thank you, Danielle, for being a wonderful, wonderful guest and bringing your joy and your passion for the work you do. There is no doubt that you love the work that you do. And that was very clear. So thank you for walking the talk, for following that calling uh, when spirit called you in. (laughs) Oh, nice. That was very good. (laughs) For what? (laughs) And thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much, Danielle. And thank you all for listening. Can't wait to be with you again on another episode of When Spirit Calls. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.